four spring practices down, 11 more to go here on Locked On Longhorns. We tell you everything you need to know. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. For my audio listeners, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you aren't listening hard enough. A couple quick notes for you. I just want to say thank you to everyone in Longhorn Nation who has watched, liked or subscribed on YouTube. Before I posted my last video, we were under 500 subscribers. Since posting that video, we were up to about 560 plus. So just thank you uh, once again to everybody who's liked and, and supported and, and followed me along this journey. Now, let's see how fast we can get to a thousand subscribers. But thank you all. Secondly, I will be uh, excited to announce that I will be producing additional content for longhornscountry.com in partnership and affiliation with Sports Illustrated and their Fan Nation Network. So if you haven't checked out LonghornsCountry.com, make sure you are checking that out. Once again, Locked On Longhorns and myself will be producing additional content for LonghornsCountry.com. But I know why y'all came on this podcast, and that's to hear what's going on in spring practice. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So we know that on Saturday, the Texas Longhorns football team had their first padded spring practice of this set of spring practices and today on tuesday march 29th they had their second padded spring practice and um, one thing that came out of the spring practices is that their energy and their focus the energy and the focus of the program has improved and sources said that um, with sark bringing in all these new players we know you know he said that he wanted to bring in you know 30 new players (laughs) he's definitely done that and uh Sources say that, you know, the, the influx of, of new recruits have came in and, and played really well right away. We've heard good things about Terrence Brooks, Justice Finkley and uh, Jalen Gilbo. And then the transfers that he's brought in um, and, and Ryan Watts, we've heard how good he's been at the cornerback position. I think that that's really, uh, you know, kind of up the ante and, and brought a, a intensity and an edge to uh, the rest of the players on the football team. Um, just kind of getting that sense of urgency and understanding uh, what type of season this is for the Longhorns. It's a statement season and what type of uh, season they want it to be in comparison to what happened last year. And we know that a lot of uh, prospects uh, were at the 40 Acres this weekend visiting, namely um, Arch Manning, but some other ones as well. And, and one quote that really stood out to me was four-star linebacker Samaj Burrow uh, from North Crowley in, in Fort Worth. Uh, when he was asked about, you know, what stood out to him um, during the Longhorn practices, he said player accountability. Um, he said, you see players stepping up and uh, calling each other out when when they get things wrong. And I don't know if that's something we saw from the football team last year, namely uh, why they had a five and seven season. So it was really good for me uh, to hear that the players are holding each other accountable um, and really taking uh, that leadership role amongst themselves to make sure um that they're you know producing and accomplishing ultimately what sark wants them to accomplish on the field um and then policing themselves when they're not so that was good to hear 
uh, from a, you know, possible uh, recruit about what he liked about the practices. So starting off with the quarterbacks, I, I, you know, we're always going to start off with, uh, you know, Hudson Card and uh, Quinn Ewers. That's the biggest story coming out of the spring. And and so I'm going to give you updates on that after every spring practice. But we do have an update on Malik Murphy as well. So we'll start off with that. I know I haven't said much about him. He was in a boot. Good news. The boot is now off. He is not participating in team drills yet, although Sark does expect him to participate at some point. So all the spring will not be lost for Malik Murphy. Um, and he, you know, he was working on, um, you know, a little bit of individual drills today, getting some work on his ankle, um, as he continues to progress when he feels comfortable and the medical staff feels comfortable, he will get on the field and be able to participate in team drills, get to throw, um, and seven on sevens and 11 on 11 drills. But right now the boot is off and he's progressing well, um, with his ankle injury and look for him to be on the field, hopefully soon, once again, participating in seven on seven and 11 on 11 drills. So good news from Malik Murphy on the quarterback front between Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers. They were described as being hit or miss uh, today while the receivers were running routes on air hit and miss, I should say. Um, and, and so they they made some really good throws. And then there was at times they, they missed whether it would be, um, you know, with ball placement off on their accuracy, just, you know, whatever it is. But. Ultimately, the sense I got is that they both had a, a good day of practice. Hudson Carr was described as being uh, a little more efficient than Quinn Ewers was today. Um, I'm not sure if that's from an interception standpoint or just looking a little bit more clean and comfortable in the offense. You know that we reported on Saturday that, um, you know, in terms of a comfortable standpoint, comfortability standpoint and knowledge of the playbook standpoint, Hudson Carr had a clear advantage there. Um, but what I'm getting from today's practice is that neither quarterback necessarily outshine the other. You know, none of us should be surprised that Hudson Card has looked a little bit more comfortable than Quinn Ewers. I mean, he has a, almost a two-year head start, you know, when you look at it. So uh, nothing crazy, nothing different, nothing new really coming out as far as Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers. Both are just progressing um, to being able to compete and continue to compete for that starting quarterback job. Some things that came out about Quinn Ewers, though, not specifically – uh, what he did on the field, but just what he looks like. And we know that, you know, seeing his talent um, from his time at South Lake Carroll, watching the clips, watching the games, we know that he has a freaky level of arm talent. He's just an all world prospect. But two things that came out that I wanted to share with you all. One um, was his delivery. Um, they talked about his effortless delivery. And we talked about that um, on one of the previous podcasts, but they kind of uh, went into further detail on his effortless delivery. And they compared him to a former Longhorn quarterback who also had an effortless delivery, Shane Bouchel. Yeah, I know it's been a while since you heard that name. Now, I know he didn't have the tenure at the 40 acres that we would have liked uh, or expected maybe from Shane Bouchel. But, you know, he did go on to have a successful two seasons at um, SMU. I wanted to say TCU at SMU. And he is now, I didn't know this, he's playing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so we know there won't be any quarterback controversy in Kansas City. But um, I definitely can see the comparisons in the effortless arm delivery uh, between Quinn Ewers and Shane Bouchel. On top of his arm delivery, um, and that being effortless, another thing they mentioned is uh, the velocity coming off the ball when it comes out of his hands. The velocity um, and just kind of the spin um, that you see on the ball coming out of his hands. And they compared that to a former Longhorn quarterback. And we're going to go way, way back for this one. It's even you know before my time, I was alive, but I wasn't watching Longhorn football at this time. Chris Sims. 
So he was a quarterback for my my younger uh, listeners and viewers. He was the quarterback uh, for the Longhorns from 1999 to 2002. And coincidentally, um, during his time at the 40 Acres, he was involved in his own uh, quarterback controversy or quarterback battle uh, between him and, and Major Applewhite. That saw them switch uh, back and forth between who was the starter and who was the backup multiple times. So we hope that that doesn't continue with Hudson Card as it did last year or bleed in uh to Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers this year. Hopefully um Sark is able to name a starter with confidence and and roll with him throughout the season, whether it's good or bad. So um but they did compare uh, once again the velocity of the ball coming out of his hands and the way it spins to a young uh Chris Sims who did go on to play seven years in the NFL. So Definitely don't think those are bad comparisons there. Once again, we all know um, the freakish talent that Quinn Ewers has. And at some point, um, it's going to show up for this Texas football team, whether it's this year or moving forward. So nothing really new uh, to report on the quarterback front, uh, but they're just progressing. Quinn Ewers is, is, is you know, coming on, learning things in the playbook. And Hudson Carr continues um, to show a little bit more comfortability and a better knowledge of the playbook. Um, that he showed last year. And then good news, once again, from Malik Murphy coming out of that boot, getting closer to on the field work. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about the position groups and what happened at the fourth spring practice. But of course, a first, a word from our sponsors. I love Marsh Madness, but I need to start betting with Stat Hero because Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickums pitched the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action Fix. The Simple Sleep gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions apply. So nothing really new coming out of the running backs. Um, Jonathan Brooks did not practice. Uh, today. Um, they said it was for personal reasons, but nothing affecting his standing with the team. So you had Jaden Blue, uh, the four-star freshman running back out of Houston, uh, Keelan Robinson, and then of course, Roshan Johnson and B. John Robinson. Uh, so once again, nothing new out of the running back position group outside of they look good. And B. John Robinson is the best running back in the country and should be the favorite for the Heisman Trophy this year, at least uh, by the end of the season. He should be as far as the receivers, um, outside of your top three, which, of course, is Xavier Worthy, Isaiah Nair, and Jordan Whittington, Marcus Washington, and Casey Kane got the majority of the work. Casey Kane specifically um, got a lot of individual um, tut tutelage and work with wide receiver coach Brendan Marion. So I've talked about um, Casey Kane. Excuse me. Casey Kane potentially emerging as a wide receiver four, you know, who have to compete with Marcus Washington for that spot. But I think that's kind of one of been been uh one of the bigger storylines coming out of spring practice is how good um Casey Kane looks and and how um excited they are uh to be able to work with him uh this year and, and just in the future at the 40 acres. So tight end has been very 
interesting. A lot of talk um, was about Jaleel Billingsley, who transferred over from Alabama. I think people kind of had him shooed in um, as the number one tight end on the roster, on the depth chart. I always was kind of um, thinking that JT Sanders, this would be the year uh, that he broke out. Um, you know, the five-star athlete out of Denton, number 16 overall prospect in his class. Didn't have a catch last year, but I thought that um, this was the year that he really was going to break out. And we saw in the first couple of practices that the first team reps were going to Gunner Helm and JT Sanders. We also saw out of Saturday's practice that Gunner Helm was one of the best players on the field is what we heard. He had a really good day. And so I thought that that would carry over into Tuesday. But it looks like that Sark is just looking for a real rotation at the tight end spot to see what he has. Because Jaleel Billingsley and JT Sanders got the first team reps on Tuesday and Gunnar Helm got second team reps. I wouldn't read too much into this. Once again, we know that Gunnar Helm had a really good Saturday practice. And so I think that, you know, with just so many options and so many different skill sets at the tight end position, Sark is really trying to see what he has. We also know that this is an offense that loves to run out of that 12 personnel with two tight ends. And so they're going to have to identify the two best tight ends to put on the field at all times, the tight ends that are going to block and then also give you the ability to function in the play action game. I think that they were satisfied with how they ran the ball last year out of 12 personnel, but didn't feel like they were able to stretch the defense enough with their tight ends and the receiving aspect. So I think that's where Jaleel Billingsley, Jaleel Billingsley and JT Sanders come in. And they both bring kind of that quick twitch, um, being able to get in and out of cuts, um, in and out of breaks really quickly and, and challenge defenders that I don't think, I don't think we've seen uh, from this Longhorn football team in a long time. Uh, they talked about Jaleel Billingsley showing really good deep speed, uh, being able to catch up to the ball on some of the deep passes today in practice. And then JT Sanders continuing to show those strong hands that he's shown since high school uh, in Denton. So looks like uh, Jaleel Billingsley and, and JT Sanders have really good practices, and I'm excited uh, to hear that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm JT Sanders high for sure, but, uh, you know, it's good that uh, – we heard some really good things for from Jaleel Billingsley coming out uh practice today. And, and I think they all have different skill sets that can come in and really help uh, this football team. And I'm glad to see Sark rotating them, um, even though we've seen Gunnar Helm have some really good practices, putting Jaleel Billingsley at their first team to see uh, what he's able to do. The offensive line, they went with the same group uh, for the first team, getting the first team reps the same group as last week. I know that a point of emphasis um, for Coach Flood is to identify who's going to be the backup center behind Jake Majors right now. Logan Parr is getting the majority of those reps, but I do know that is a very key uh, point of emphasis for Coach Flood this spring and in the offseason, seeing who's going to be uh, that backup center. And don't be surprised if one of, one of the six – Offensive linemen that come over to send uh, the summer, if one of them can maybe slide in and compete for that backup center spot behind Jake Majors as well, or just somebody who can come in and play all three spots on the interior offensive line, left guard, right guard, or center. Today, the offensive line focused mainly on double team blocks and getting to the second uh, second level, um, being able to, to block down on linebackers and, and safeties. And that's going to be really key to open up uh, holes for our running game and be able to, um, you know, get them those long runs down the field. If our offensive line can dominate at the point of attack, dominate in the trenches, and then get to that second level, um, allow, you know, Bijan, Roshan, Jaden, uh, Keelan, whoever it's going to be uh, to make one man miss and hopefully take it to the house. So, um, good to see them focusing on, on you know, dominating at the point of uh, attack and, and getting to the second team, um, the second the second line of defense, um, excuse me, also working on double team blocks um, and, and doing different things, doing different schemes, doing different things schematically on the offensive line. Um, so really good to hear that coming out of spring 
practice on the defensive line. They had a four man front. Uh, your first team defensive tackles were Alfred Collins and Keandre Coburn. No surprise there. Your second team were Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat and Vernon Broughton. At the edge positions, we talked about how they really like Baron Sorrell and how he's came along, and they've compared him to a young Alex Okafor. They're just comparing all these current players to all these former Longhorn players. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, but you know he's on the edge. He's getting first-team reps. Obi Okufu is getting first-team reps as well, and then Prince Dorba and Justice Finkley rotated with them to get first-team reps. I talked about on the podcast how out of all the you know four-star edges that they brought in, Justice Finkley had the best opportunity uh, to get some early playing time, and it looks like um, after four spring practices that he definitely will be a factor starting on day one in that edge rotation. Also, I will have Justice Finkley's mother on the podcast this week on Friday's episode, interview with Justice Finkley's mother. So make sure you're tapped in and check that out. It's going to be a great one. I can't wait for that. So now I'm going to know, I'm going to know if y'all listening this far into the podcast, I'm going to be like, who's going to be on on Friday. It's going to be Justice Finkley's mom, a really good episode. So at the nickel star position, uh, Jade Barron has pretty much been locking that down, and they're really excited to see uh, what he can bring in a full-time role at that position. At safety, uh, Anthony Cook and Keaton Crawford got the first team reps at safety. A lot of people have been asking me uh, about Keaton Crawford and where they have him at. I know they really like his speed and some of the things he can do at the safety position. They're kind of giving him a tryout. I still would expect uh, starting safeties on day one to be Anthony Cook. We know they kind of want him to be the quarterback of the DB, DBs back there. And then Jaron Thompson. Jaron Thompson did get second team reps today, but I still, um, once again, would expect him to have that second spot at safety next to Anthony Cook. And then we talked about J.D. Coffey, how that's going to be a really interesting battle. He got second team reps as well with um, Jaron Thompson, but he did have another good day of practice. So keep an eye on that, that battle between Jaron Thompson and J.D. Coffey for that second safety spot also maurice blackwell and then bj allen four-star safety out of alito texas got second team reps today at safety so good to see him moving up the depth chart um not sure if he'll be able to make an impact this year as a freshman but he has a lot of talent and definitely will be an impact player sooner than later at the 40 acres at cornerback deshaun jameson and ryan watts got the first team reps on the outside but an interesting note here deshaun jameson split first team reps with Jalen Gilbo while Ryan Watts did not split the first team reps. So we know that Ryan Watts has came over right away and become one of the best players and most productive players in practices on this football team. And we know that Jalen Gilbo and, and Terrence Brooks are hungry and ready to play already as true freshman corners. We know that Deshaun Jamison's spot is in jeopardy at that other cornerback spot on the outside. And so it's interesting to see that he split his first team reps today with Jalen Gilbo, you know, not reading too much into it, but also not trying to read nothing into it, you know. So we'll continue to see how that battle progresses throughout spring practices and then over the summer. And then Jameer Johnson and Terrence Brooks got second team reps at corner for some things they worked on. Uh, Terry Joseph had the DBs working on some really good drills. So the first thing was uh, reading hips and, and you know, making breaks on the ball, um, depending on, you know, kind of where the receiver was going. Um, and so I think that's really key. Two is they worked on uh, watching receivers releases um, through press coverage. And that's something we've talked about. I think they want to do a lot more of this year. We saw them playing off a lot last year um, and giving receivers cushion. I, I think they now have the personnel in Ryan Watts, 6'3", long arm corner. Terrence Brooks, very physical, very sticky. We know Jalen Gilbo, very physical. Um, they want to get up in press coverage. And, and that's something that they made a point of emphasis today. 
in Tuesday's practice. Um, and, and so shout out to them. I think that this is something that this defense needs uh, to be more aggressive and be better uh, than they were last year. And it looks like they're making it a point of emphasis in this spring. And then they also worked on tackling. You know, we know that that's a big part of any defenses are your D, uh, DBs uh, willing to come up there and tackle in the run game, but also limiting um, yak. You're going to give up catches, but what you can control is how many yards that receiver gets after the catch. And, and so making sure they're not sloppy in their technique and making sure they're going out and tackling and having that willingness and that aggressiveness uh, to tackle. So uh, definitely good stuff coming out of there. Then uh, some Gary Patterson news. So Blake Gideon and Gary Patterson were working with the safeties for the majority of the practice. And one thing they were working on is how to properly pass off receivers while dropping into coverage based on their routes. So it's good to hear some some Gary Patterson news. We know that he's a special assistant to Sarkeesian. We know that he came over to assist Pete Krakowski with the defense. It looks like he keyed in uh, with the safeties today. And, and I know they're going to be asking a lot from their safeties this year, especially uh, from Anthony Cook. So good to see uh, Gary Patterson over there giving them some tutelage and, and working on some some key things. Definitely. I, I think they want to you know show a little bit of different things this year schematically. And so it's going to be key um, that they're able to communicate and know how to pass off uh, those receivers. Um, when need be uh, based on the, the the coverage that they're in. So some really good things coming out of the fourth spring practice. Of course, on Thursday, we'll have the fifth spring practice report for you. So keep it locked here on Locked On Longhorns. Coming up next, we give our Texas women's basketball team some praise for an outstanding season. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so we talked about um, how they were undercovered on this podcast, and I apologize for that. We have to give the Texas women's basketball team some praise. They made it to the Elite Eight. They were not able to get past the national champion. Stanford Cardinal, but a great season nonetheless. Vic Schaefer in his two years as the women's basketball coach at the 40 Acres has now gotten the team to two straight elite eights, and they're looking to break through next season with returning players um, like Rory Harmon and the rest of this basketball team. They play with a grit uh, and aggressiveness and a toughness, and you really see it come out um, on defense. They, they definitely um, intimidate other teams and make it really tough for teams to score. So I love with um, – Vic Schaefer has done with this basketball team. I talked about how he gained my respect earlier in the season, just going you know, to war for his players, um, talking about how he needed people to show up for them, challenging the university, challenging all the different athletic programs to make sure they were coming out and watching um, this basketball team. And he doesn't need my respect. His resume uh, speaks for itself. But um, Vic Schaefer, a hell of a coach, you know that he's really going to get into it and, and, and really going to start coaching when he take off that sport coat. You know, we saw him take off that sport coat in the Stanford game. So shout out to Vic Schaefer. Um, love what he's brought to this program. And they're gonna, only going to continue to build on that. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out Rory Harmon. Just shout out this basketball team and best of luck to all of the players that will not be returning and to the players that are returning. Uh, just continue to build two straight elite eights. Um, it's only going to get better next year when we make it to the final four and, and hopefully get past that. So 
Hell of a job by Vic Schaefer. Hell of a job by Rory Harmon and the rest of this Texas women's basketball team. You made everybody at the 40 Acres proud. So a really loud hook them to y'all. Thank you once again for tuning in to Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, thank you uh, to everybody who has subscribed so far on YouTube and those who will subscribe in the future. We are over 500 and now is our goal to get to a thousand. And then secondly, make sure you're checking out longhornscountry.com where I'll be producing additional content in affiliation with Sports Illustrated and their fan network. Longhorn Nation, peace.